You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello everybody, good evening, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. I am Cammy Black. Um, we've got we've got a lot to get through this evening. Um, we've got Craig Manson with us. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, how are we doing? Craig, Craig looking absolutely delighted at some of the things we've got to talk about tonight, Craig. <laughs> oh, we've started already, okay. okay. <laughs> we have, <laughs> as, as we shall continue through the evening. Um, we've um, for, for those of uh, regular listeners will know that um, we sponsored our first rugby match, rugby ball, we sponsored the rugby ball this weekend. Um, and uh, that game was Craig's Howard Fife, who were away to Berwick Rugby Club. And we'll get on later on to how that game went. Uh, but for for viewers, um, you will see the difference between Craig and my face. That might give you a, a hint to the outcome of that game. Um, we are live at the moment on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch and Twitter. Um, so um, you can also, if you, you don't get to watch us live, you can download us also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Alexa, diff- wherever you can get podcasts, we, we should be there. Um, Patreons as well, if you go to patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast, from £3 a month, you get uh, ad-free versions of the podcast, and you can also get access to uh, the little podcast extra that we do after the main pod, where we, we have a little bit of a, we put the world to, world of rugby to rights with our hands in the ruck. Um, that is also live streamed now on YouTube in a, a special secret YouTube channel that we've got just for our patrons as well. Um Viewers may notice we've got somebody else joining us this evening. Uh, good evening to Sean uh, Phelan from Philly Boots Rugby. Good evening, Sean. Evening. Thank you for having me. That's okay. Um, for, Sean, I mean, people who um, follow rugby on social media will know Philly Boots, but for those who maybe aren't on social media or haven't come across it before, do you want to tell us what, what's Philly Boots about? Uh, so it's based in its simplest form. Uh, term i guess it's uh an online community for like-minded clubs and rugby players that want to that want to help each other out um essentially um about six years ago i was a captain of a rugby club and we really struggled for players and it was just a bit um a bit embarrassing sort of calling up on a friday night so uh, cutting a long story short created this essentially what was going to be a very small localized pool of players which has turned into 
sort of a, a social media beast, um, which is now, uh, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute, but it's now its own platform. So it's a, uh, it's just a way, it's just a, a community of people that want to help each other out on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday uh, and making more rugby matches happen. Yeah, so how did how did that did that kind of take you by surprise the way that grew? Was that just you you did it kind of locally and then other clubs started contacting you saying can you you know give up give a shout out for, for a player for us next Saturday? Yeah, do you know what it was it yeah, pretty much. Um I'm based in South London and um as you can tell by my accent compared to your to you guys. Um yeah, and it was it was it said it was designed to be something incredibly localized. Uh we've always had friendly clubs that we you know that we have always helped each other out but now to have like this you know social media was a perfect place to put it have this localized group of of, of players that would help each other out if if one of the teams was short um and then very quickly as soon as as soon as sort of the idea got out there um it was sort of snapped up by everybody else and you know, within days, this was six years ago, within days we had a thousand Facebook likes and Twitter followers galore. And now it's turned into 25,000 people across across the whole the whole network, the well, social network. And yes, it's new, it's, it's got its own sort of, its own social platform now. Yeah, and so the, with the, what this new social platform, then tell us about that. What's, what's the idea with, how does that work then? It's essentially a blank Facebook. It's a, a blank off-the-shelf Facebook, uh, but it, it cuts out the noise, which is good. So it's, it's just an online community. Uh, you can register for free, uh, join your localized uh, group, um, but it's purely there to help players, clubs find each other at the weekend. But then obviously to try and keep people logging in there's a lot of uh resources that we put together we've got podcasts and webinars from from all over the the rugby sphere and business sphere to you know it's been a tough tough 12 months for clubs so yeah we i've gone to accountants to actually get get some real world advice um from accountants from marketeers to to groundskeepers to to protein experts and you know, all, all that all that good stuff but it's it's yeah and it's it's um it's really good so far uh it's got 200 users already in the first week so hopefully yeah, we're trying to get a few more people on there and uh then we can turn it into an app that's yeah that's the, that's the big plan anyway yeah, I mean, this is a positive thing, Craig. I mean, you and I kind of both involved. I think we, we, we may be fortunate that, that Howe and Berwick are, are fairly well-running resource clubs in terms of volunteers and, and having people kind of contribute their know-how. But there will be clubs out there who who kind of, you know, you know kind of just the, the, suppose the casual clubs rather than the ones that are in competitions who will need players of a weekend. And this is a, or maybe need that extra bit of help or advice. And this is a, a, going to be a positive thing. Yeah, definitely. I, well, I've been in a situation myself with uh, being a coach for a, a women's team, and, um, and and on a Friday night, scratching my head, thinking where we're going to get three or four players to to, to complete the fixture. Um, so I think it's a it's a fabulous idea, and also currently with the with the, the way that um, rugby is going, especially especially men's rugby at this moment in time, um, with the you know we're losing players here, there, and everywhere to different 
uh, they're getting pulled in different directions. Um, it's great to have a network. I think really the network is the is the big thing. Um, you know, having a network that you can you can go to, um, and for for anything that you need, it's a fabulous idea. Yeah. So Sean, I mean, the, the did the podcast then that you do because you do the the fully roots podcast we got and talk. I know I've been on the one where we talked about Scottish rugby yeah, and you yeah. do ones with specific clubs. Did, was that just kind of an organic thing that you realised you kind of. Yeah, you would kind of get in touch with these people from different clubs asking for players, and you thought you should do something. Well, really, it was it was sort of pandemic led. It was either um, sort of the concept or, or the uh, the brand sort of dies because there's nothing no, there's nothing for me to do. There's not there's nothing nothing going on. Or we can adapt and do podcasts and write some in-depth stuff and then and then sort of the the final bit of that was well let's let's upgrade the website and make it into a a community and we can cut out the facebook noise and we can cut out the twitter noise and and actually have a play a hub for everything to do with with grassroots rugby and have you had much response from say the rfu and the siu to, to uh, so far? The SRU, absolutely not. No, um, nothing. I don't think I've ever heard from the SRU or the WRU. The RFU are always a bit, they love it and they're very keen to help at arm's length, but they can't back it or they can't, because there's so much red tape and there's so yeah. much uh, sort of other politics going on. It's it's really difficult for them to actually go, yeah, it, you know, rubber stamp it, give it the, the approval that it, that it needs um but yeah i've spoken to them this week and then you know they're, they're just like yeah crack on and we'll, we'll we'll see how you are in a few months time and let us know how you if you need anything but no the siu and the wiu no i've, I've never i've never had a conversation with any of them i've yeah, tried I mean, and i've yeah. tried yeah <laughs> i mean we we were saying craig we, we kind of in the group chat we were saying obviously at kind of the the national league levels and and you can understand there's a reluctance to allow the sharing of players, especially at the tail end of seasons when there's relegation and promotion battles. But there are other clubs out there who are just social clubs who just want yeah. to go and play a game at a weekend and are going to struggle for players. And that's that's where this is needed. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, even just getting bodies through the door and, and, and buying, a, buying a tin of juice or a, or a pint at the clubhouse as well, that all helps. Um, but also, well, that's, I think that's it. Sorry, Craig. Yeah, we, sorry, I, I, did, I did. I did. Um, I put some stats together. The stuff that we did, I had to present to the RFU in 2018, um, where we'd got up to. And actually, if if the amount of people that we'd put into games, it worked out to be about 75 grand behind the bar. If you think that people buying a couple of pints, but. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that was a tangible figure that we could work. That we we could work out that by cancelling these games, and there was probably two hundred games that could could have easily have been cancelled. Uh, Fifty or hundred clubs could have lost a combined total of seventy five grand. Yeah, and, I think that's, and, that, that, sorry, that's that's exactly the one point I was going to make. Just just. Just earlier on was the fact that you know we can get we can get all you know fair enough up at the sharp end and national one or, uh, or, or or the Premiership and things like that. You don't want players coming in at the end of the season to try and help win cups or win 
win um, win uh, promotion. But on the other side of things, um, you know, there are an awful lot of games called off because of lack of players. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a great initiative to try and just get players playing rugby. The the more players playing rugby, the better, you know. And I think there's that thing, and you know, we we've, we've seen it in Scotland, Craig, where. I'd much rather fill you know an advert on Philly Boots saying you know Berwick Rugby Club needs a shorter back row for the rest of the season, you know, and and come along and play for us, as opposed to there's the kind of the rugby agent Twitter accounts to say, you know, such and such a club want are, are looking for players to come over from South Africa and yeah. we'll get you a job somewhere, because that's not money back into the club. You know, getting somebody to come in and play for free essentially is much better than clubs paying guys to, to come and fill that gap so i guess it's not just the the it's not just kind of we need to plug a gap this week sean it's fine kind of making those connections between you know players who are just kind of wanting to get back into rugby and play again and of maybe course, yeah can't find the local club but the, one of the first people that i put into a game in 2015 is now the club captain of the club that he went and played for fantastic yeah that's six years worth of of an extra body because he wanted, he fancied a game on a Saturday afternoon and hadn't played for a couple of years. And now he's the club captain. Yeah. That, that, those types of things you can't, you can't sort of buy. It's, it's, I I get what you mean about having, you know, trying to bring in a South African, but it's it's just, it just makes, it makes no sense if there could be someone down the road that could easily fill those gaps for you. You just yeah. got. You just got to ask, and 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 with doing the the podcast, especially uh, Sean, you obviously spoken to different people at different clubs across the country. Do you get a sense that coronavirus has, has had an impact on on people wanting to keep playing the game? Is it because obviously it's a big struggle if you had time off and you you people lost jobs and whatever that it's quite a big commitment then to come back into rugby. I think, I think at the time of the, of talking to the clubs that the most times was doing those podcasts. Um, I think they would say that actually they were in a good position. They had lots of people coming to train. And I'm saying that a year ago, they, they were having good numbers of training, but actually if you, the numbers in England, the amount of games that have been cancelled since the restart of the season, you know, six, six, seven weeks ago, it's 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 in chaos, absolute chaos. We 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 played a game. Uh, my so my club, we yeah, we're one of the you know, basement barrel teams. I love the club, but it's yeah, we play at the bottom of the Surrey divisions, um, and we had sixteen people. This was only two weeks ago, uh, and the opposition turned up at half past half past one, ready for the game with four players. Mm. Now. <clears throat> We ended up playing an hour's worth of nine on nine in in the worst rain you could ever imagine. But that we those types of things we I could have helped. I could have tried to help, mm. and or we could have found another game, or we could have you know we could have gone and help other you know other clubs down the road. But to find out an hour before kickoff that the opposition are only only bringing four people. <laughs> Yeah, you know, what does that do for the referee? Yeah, you know, the referee could have. There's a referee shortage, so they could. We they, he could have refereed a, a higher level game than nine on nine, you know, basketball rugby for for an hour. So mm-hmm. it's all those sort of knock on effects that, that the pandemic has had. 
Yeah. And and in terms of one of the things, um, obviously you did the you kind of speaking to clubs about links with the Lions over the Lions tour and stuff like that. Do you, do you still get the sense? I know you know Craig and I would say the you know with um, how a five you've got links with George, you know still got the Horn brothers and you have got Chris Fusaro still very strongly linked with the club. You know Berwick, we've got Andrew Skeen came back and played for the club of former Scotland sevens players. Do do you get that sense across the rest of the country that that clubs still have links with professional players, or is it is it? Can, yeah kind of detached itself now no 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 i think i think i think the rfu did especially around the 2019 world cup they 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 wanted they wanted that link and even the the squad announcement video was the, the them as kids at their at the club that they started at so no i think I, th- I think there is a really good tie between the players and where they came from um and i think to be honest i think that's only going to go grow stronger I really do. Yeah, because it's quite and, a unique and, thing with rugby. It's quite a unique thing with rugby, isn't it? Because it, compared to maybe other sports. Yeah, I, definitely. Like you, I, I, you know, could you could you say where uh, a Mason Mount played as a kid? No, he didn't. He played in the Chelsea academy, so he played. He's always played for Chelsea. You know, the Curry brothers have have gone through a couple of clubs together, and now they're at England, but they'll always go back. They'll always, they'll always, they'll always, even if it's just once a year, they'll always go back. And yeah, that's why I think there is a different, you know, rugby players are, are brought up slightly differently in that way that, that you seem to know where you come from. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and that's important, Craig. When you, you get that, how don't you, that you've got these guys kind of hanging around the club, kind of, that's a big thing, right? Yeah, yeah, we 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 we, we talk about it a lot in the podcast, and and uh, we have um, we are very lucky in, in in that we have a, a good relationship with. Um, we've got uh, three or four different players who have played um, high level rugby, and you know everything from <clears throat> the, you know bringing up coming along to speak to the lads and, and and handing out some kit that they have spare all the way through to you know um, I know I know one. Um, one of our under 18s um, uh, talks to George Horn on a regular basis and gets gets tips etc. When it comes to scrum half, scrum half work, you know, so it's it's uh, even just stupid things like we have a, a sevens tournament and and the boy, you know, we, we had um, Cami Fenton and George Horn there um, a couple of years ago who both had a they were in charge of the charity team and they trained the charity team and uh, and and just little bits and pieces like that that that, that work out you know really well for the for the clubs and it, it gives you that that sense of um, family as such you know yeah and Sean you, you've got a couple of other podcasts that's worth kind of mention as well I mean obviously there's a lot friend you do one with friend of the podcast Bruce Bruce Aitchison. yeah um, <laughs> obviously Bruce love we know Bruce loves to talk oh yeah. Um, but that's you know that that's that's interesting. You know, you kind of getting a, a real kind of range of people on on the podcast. Um, yeah. What was kind of the idea behind that? Was that just you, Bruce, kind of hit it off? And yeah, so I met Bruce uh, well, a long time ago now, and it wasn't until earlier in this year we that we really started doing stuff together um, with with Doddy. Um, Every week, um, he wanted uh, Bruce wanted to do a, like a live show with the Doddy A captains and, and things like that, and I said, "Well, I've got Streamyard. Let's yeah, let's do it together." And it, yeah, we, we did that for six or seven weeks, and we loved it. And it, it finally gave him a bit of confidence to to actually go, "Yeah, let's do a, we we should do a podcast." And you know, it's it's been great. I, I one I get to work with one of my best friends every day, 
or whenever we record. Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a wonderful experience to to get to interact with some of these people, like some of these people that we've spoken to or he's spoken to, uh, are heroes of of mine and his. So it's such a cool experience. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I just did the, the thought of having to interview Jim Telfer terrifies me. So I'm amazed. Yeah. That, that... <laughs> but that 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 was all, that was that was such a good one because uh, I, I don't know if this is public knowledge. It, it will be now. But like Jim, T- Bruce's mum is the godmother to Jim Telfer's children. So, and he wasn't. I don't think he was particularly wanting to do interviews during the Lions tour, but he did mm-hmm. one for Bruce, and that yeah, that for that one, that for that was really really cool. Um, yeah, he's a scary man. <laughs> a scary man. <laughs> and then the other one, you've got the women's rugby pod as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with uh, Rachel Burford and, and Johnny Hammond. Yeah, it's, it's good fun. Again, it's you know, three totally different podcasts. Really, one you know, Bruce is very informal and wants to have a chat and doesn't really talk about the what the person does really the one that he wants to know about life and this one's more very current and what's going on in the women's game and you know two very passionate people um who've got lots of ideas and lots of things that they want to get off their chest and yeah we've again we've had some great guests and um yes again it's they're both time consuming but uh good fun but yeah, excellent podcasts. Um, Sean, what, what's the what's the website address for the the, the social media platform? We, we'll put a link to it on the uh, on our website. But what, what if people wanted to visit the the website? What's what's the web address? Uh, yeah, so it's fybrugby.com. Uh, you can sign up for free. Um, sign up now. It's it's yeah, we've got two hundred people on there at the moment. For it to really work, we need loads more. Um, but it's it's a you know. Facebook took 15 years for it to look like what it is at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, just come and get involved. It's not a, you know, it's it's an informal place where you know people can just chat about certain things, whether they want to chat chat with other uh, treasurers or club marketing people or um, other groundsmen, hopefully. And yeah, so the, it's just a we just want it to be a hub of everything to do with grassroots. Fantastic. Well, we wish you all the best with it. We'll keep our eyes on it. Hopefully get you back on the podcast soon. I'd, I'd invite you to stay to, to analyse Berwick versus Howard Fife, but... Um, but I missed that one. Oh, yeah, but Sean, thank you very much for joining us and we'll catch you again soon. Lovely. Cheers, Cammy. Cheers, Craig. Thanks. Really appreciate there, it. Sean. Thanks, Sean. Bye. Take care. Well then, Craig, shall we get down to it? Shall we get down to it? Well, you know, um, definitely urge everybody to go in to fill your boots and have a look because uh, I think it would be great in Scotland. I think it would work yeah. well up here. I think I think it could be. It's a phenomenal thing. I mean, I think what what Sean's done just from having the Twitter account and putting out your posts on behalf of clubs and and getting games going ahead. I think especially in the current climate with coronavirus and teams struggling for for players. I think it's a uh, you know it's it's potentially that that's a really great thing. I hope. Be wonderful to see kind of the unions buy into it as well. I appreciate that they yeah. they can't, but it, it's you know it's not a, it's being run as a you know a free thing. So it'd be great to see the unions get behind it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're only prolonging it though, Craig. Yeah, I was just trying to talk around it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put you through it because you know, as self indulgent as this podcast is, 
I'm not going to spend a long time talk, talking about Berwick, Berwick Rugby Club versus Howard Fife. But <laughs> it's, I mean, it was amazing because, you know, I thought when we sponsored the match ball, I, I knew I wasn't going to get up because I, I, I had a big thing on this weekend that I couldn't miss. And I thought, well, it, we'll not really be able to talk about the match. But by complete coincidence... <laughs> Borders Rugby TV turned up and filmed the thing, and then have stuck the extent, not just the highlights, but the extended highlights on as well. So, yeah, what what I would say is, did I? That's the first game of club rugby I've watched in a good long while because you know I'm, I'm, I'm I don't with coronavirus I haven't got up to see anything at Berwick. I, I normally kind of try and get up a little once a season to kind of watch, but mm. the standard of rugby from both teams has not suffered as a result of coronavirus. I thought both teams were fantastic. I thought the the, the pace that the game was played at um was was brilliant. It was yeah. a really fast game. There were a lot of skills on show. I thought I actually thought both teams' defenses were were pretty solid. There was the odd mistake here and there, but I just think as a spectacle, as a game of rugby at what, you know, as national three level that was a good. That was a good game of rugby with two good teams going at it. Yeah, very much so. I think. I think you know it was it, actually it was it was quite interesting to watch the, the, the different different styles here. I know um, uh, uh, Taff and Fraser Allen would probably have a go at me about about what I'm about to say, but it definitely Berwick looked more um, forward based, and they had a lot of good forwards that were quite strong in the contact. Whereas us, uh, how a Fife um, uh, run the ball and have have been developing a a, a wider, you know, um, through the not through the ball about kind of game, but uh, it, you know they use their backs to their full uh, the full extent, and so um, it's a quick quick game now. When you you know I watch them at training and uh, um, yeah, and we've played a you know games of touch and bits and pieces with the with the senior men, and while wow, these guys are going quick, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, how could I have about four or five tries? I mean, they had three held up by Berwick, yeah. and there's yeah. a couple of other times that Berwick just pushed them back. I mean, that's down to good defence from Berwick as opposed to anything that Howard were doing wrong. Yeah, I think uh, Terry Tuppy went over, and 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 actually, when when you see him, he lands short and goes to go again, and and um, uh, the the Berwick defence rolls him on his back, which uh, was a fantastic piece of defence. What I will say, and and and, but it, it it worked in both ways, both for Berwick and for how I think we we got a try that was disallowed because of all. Uh, because of being held up over in the far corner, um, but on the other side of things, um, I think Berwick were in with uh, a, 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 when the referee called a knock on, which yeah. actually, when you watch it back, it wasn't a knock on. Um, no. So I think we can't we can't sit and say we were hard done by by the ref. I think both teams were both teams were equal on that side of things. No, I feel sorry as Gareth Hill dropped the ball. I mean, he'd be he was, you could tell he was fuming. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> But you know, it's yeah. I you know, it was. A, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, for obviously, not just for, not just for that reason. I thought you know, I enjoyed watching how as much as I enjoyed watching. But I thought some of the the, the work at the breakdown they caused Berwick all sorts of problems. Mm. Um, I thought it was for me Ben Nicholson and Ali Grieve for Berwick. Ben, ben Nicholson's Berwick's uh, fullback. I think he was excellent. And, and Ali Grieve, who's at the you know the number eight, is always a phenomenal player. Um, let's spend some time at Melrose, I think. Um, yeah. But Berwick, for me, because the last time I kind of watched a proper game would be the 
the shield where they won the shield final and it's it's night and day for me Beric compared to that shield final in a good way because I think Beric Luke that you can tell that they've developed as a team yeah. and that's that's encouraging I mean I think the um the the former president Colin Framer tweeted at the weekend saying that's that was a good win against how but I thought we played better last week when we lost and that's you know that's a mark of a good team I think that <laughs> and it's tight national I was look at the table and I think you know it's tight at national three and it was pre-pandemic so yeah, yeah, and it, and it was a tight. I think I think actually that the, this game was tighter than we've we've had before uh, with Berwick. Um, you know, for me on the house side, Duncan McIntyre in defence was very very good. Um, I was really pleased to see how 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 hard he worked. But also, I, I think um, Ian Aiken, um, our, our our standoff. Um, uh, I, I I was uh, involved in the team uh, one of the one of the teams within the how when Ian Aitken came back to the how because he was away he'd been away for a wee while and he'd had a couple of, his wife you know the, his partner wife had had a couple of kids and and he came back and everybody was so pleased to see him back and wow he's you know he's he's kicks he's um he, he's attacking the soft shoulders he's he's a, you know he really he's, he seems to have been reinvigorated which was fantastic to see. Yeah, I've just got. A quick, I always want to share this one clip. Um, this is um, this is Ali Greaves' post match interview. I just wanted to share this because it's 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 absolute gold. <coughs> you came out of the blocks flying, didn't you, with that try? <laughs> ah, that's nice little sniping in. And what a sweet drop goal that was from Jack. Uh, I said to Jack just now, I was like, you wouldn't have done that if the cameras weren't here. <laughs> so I think you'll be getting fined when we get in the clubhouse for that. If anyone <laughs> they got fined, we'll happily read that on the podcast. But yeah, I think a drop goals, a drop goals, definite fine at that level. Absolutely, I was. I was I, that's in my notes. Actually, I was saying that's a fantastic drop goal. It was just we've not been seeing drop goals for quite some time, and it seems to this season that seems to be the end thing at the moment. Yeah, we'll maybe we'll maybe we'll t- maybe talk about that in uh, hands in the rock. I've got hands in the rock about drop goals and goal line dropouts, but yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good game of rugby. I think you know, obviously, we wish both teams uh, the best of luck the rest of the season. We've got the return leg next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're looking That'll forward to having. Uh, uh, yeah, well, actually, um, uh, um, we're uh, looking forward to. I think it was said on the on the VT. We're looking forward to having having Beric up to the uh, up to Duffus Park. Yeah, there was complaint. I think Johnny uh, McGinty forwarded me um, a photograph. I think that some of the Howe party were very upset with their chip to bun ratio in the chip shop <laughs> uh, post match. That in Berwick chip shops you get you get more chips than bun. Which I don't see that as a, I don't see what the problem is with that. Yeah, I don't, if you get you, that, you, you eat the chips until you've got enough chip to bun ratio to assemble. You're, you're getting well, those chips. The last thing you want to do is be picking up your bun and chips falling out of it. You know, that's a waste of chips. You know? Exactly. You just have to eat the chips. The last thing you want is like three chips and a mock of bread bun. Absolutely. Totally. Honestly, some people don't know they're born. Anyway, <laughs> um, earlier today, um, um, we got the uh, Scotland squad, not the Scotland squad for the autumn tests, but we got a Scotland training squad. Can you repeat that, please, Cammy? Because I don't think a lot of people have noticed that, judging by Twitter, and I would like you to repeat it, please. It is a Scotland training squad for the autumn tests. <laughs> if you Man. look, it only features players from Scotland and one lad from South Africa, but he's an outlier. We'll talk about him in a minute. 
there are no English or French bass players in the squad because they can't be released until the international window. It might have been helpful, given that Wales announced their squad and included their English bass players, it may have been helpful if the SRU had perhaps said something within the press release. I don't think they did. In the news item that said along the lines of English and French-based players will be added at a later date. Because all yeah. we had on all we had on what do we have on Twitter, Craig? Oh, why is why is uh, why is Adam Hastings not involved? Why is it's ridiculous? And then uh, you know, uh, is Finn injured? I somebody saying have they <laughs> Finn, Finn's fallen out with Gregor Townsend again? again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, geez, oh, you know. But I think it's going to be a fantastic. I, I'm, I've looked at the uh, well. First things first. Uh, all I can see is uh, the greatest showman is coming to Scotland, um, yes. and uh, I can't wait to see uh, see him try and roll, pull one of those new shirts over the top of what he's got under there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be. I, I'm really looking, and, and I'm going to. I'm sorry, John. I'm going to have to say this. I'm really looking forward to see Ross Thompson in a ten shirt. Um, yep. And I'm sorry to my Edinburgh, my Edinburgh um, fan collective, but um, you know, seeing Ross Thompson's name there, that is going to be fantastic, and uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. It's hard to see. I mean, it's you look at you got Kinghorn Thompson and Savala. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, barring injury, it's it's. I mean, Ross Thompson's nailed on for the ten shirt for Tonga. Got to be. Yeah, and that's it, you know, and again, you know, he. If you're talking about systems and the way Scotland play, he he has the capacity to just slot straight in there with that. I think I think so. I think um, because if you look at um, if you look at the the back to forward ratio between the two teams, um, uh, between the two pro teams, you know it's it's quite obvious that there's a there's a fair few Scot- um, Edinburgh forwards. Involved in the squad, um, whereas the backs there tends to be a more more backs than uh, uh, from Glasgow, so it'll be an it will be a very easy fit for him, I think. The one big, it's not controversy, <clears throat> but scrum half. I think a lot of people and we and we were amongst them were expecting Ben Velicott to be named in the squad. Yeah, and they've Gregor Townsend has gone with the three Glasgow scrum halves in Ali Price, George Horn and Jamie Dobie. Now, if we're, you can talk about form till the cows come home, but we've got to try and understand why that decision has been made. And no doubt, you know, no doubt there'll be an interview with Gregor Townsend in the papers tomorrow talking about that, um, because presumably did a press conference today. My guess, Craig, is Ben, we've talked about this before, Ben Velikos, 26. George Horn's 26. Jamie Doby's 20. You're looking for a third scrum half to go in there. It's all, Ali Price is always going to be named in there. I think George Horn, because he's he's played in a Scotland shirt before, is always going to be in there. So your third scrum half, that's a space for someone who, for, for, for your uncapped player. Now, do you bring in the 20-year-old who you want to get in and around the Scotland camp and develop who's one for the future? Or do you bring in somebody who's the same age as the rest of them who might not get a game? Or do you bring in the young lad and get him exposed to the camp? And I think I think that's the way it's gone. I I, I think so. I think I think we had this conversation actually a couple of pods ago. We were, we were talking about Ali Price. We we're talking about George Horn um, and how um, Edinburgh are, are really you know how we, how Edinburgh could do with um, one of the three in line Scotland 
um, capped um, scrum halves. And, and I include Jamie Dobie in that because Jamie Dobie is, um, is a prodigious talent. He's going to be very, very good for Scotland. Um, I hope he's not as good for uh, Glasgow as he is for Scotland. But uh, <laughs> uh, um, but I think I, I think also you've got to remember that you know George Horn has been um, a stalwart of Glasgow um, and also Scotland. He's he's been on the bench for Scotland and never come off it. There's been a couple of games where he's been standing at the sidelines throwing the ball up in the air and just waiting and waiting and waiting and it's never actually got on. Um, so I think I think he's due a little bit of time from Scotland as well. So uh, and you're, and if you've got Ali Price available, you're not going to not take Ali Price, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think you're bang on with that. And I actually, uh, yes, uh, you know, maybe I'm not the dying the wool. Um, Edinburgh fan that I, that I say I am. I, I wasn't. Put, I, I didn't go. Oh, that's that's an absolute shocker. It's terrible. Um, Velico also is very un untried. Um, you know, he's 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 only played a couple of games for for Edinburgh, um, and he's performed incredibly well for Edinburgh at the time. But it's 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 been maybe <sighs> patchy. Yeah, and I think that's it. You don't. You you don't always pick on form with international rugby. It's no. one of the fact it's one of the factors that you're always going to think about is who's playing well. But then there are other things to consider like what kind of rugby do we want to play? Who else is playing well? What who are we trying to bring through as well? So it's not that form is not the be all and end all. No, no. Um that you know you've also got got to look at, you know, for example, Edinburgh we have to look at Mark Curry as well. He's been included yep. in the squad. Um and there's one that's you know, he was playing for Watsonians on the weekend. Um, so it's it's the, the form book. Uh, this is definitely a squad to get people into the squad to train, to get used to training internationally um, so that they are, you know, because you might have a shout at going to the Rugby World Cup, you know? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's exciting as well to see somebody that was playing for Watsonians in the Super Six now in the Scotland bottom Autumn test and yeah, he's linked to Edinburgh, but again, you know that's testament to the the the, the standard of rugby in the Super Six. That somebody who's played Super Six rugby this year is now in the you know is now in the Scotland squad, even if it is as, as a development player. Yeah, very much so. You know, it does show a link as well, and it gives the um, you know uh, the the naysayers of Super Six the you know at least and see that actually you know there are there is a link between the Super Six and the, and the professional game. Yeah, and then you got—I mean, Sionatia Pilotu. I'm, I'm excited to see him in a Scotland shirt. Um, it's you know, it's it's Gregor Townsend. We don't know what who's going to be selected. Yeah, how that's going to go. I, I think the way he's played for Glasgow, I'd be excited to see him. But then we know we're stacked at centre as well. Um, you know, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. If he doesn't get used against Tom, um, I think he might see him getting used. Through the autumn tests against, you know, um, it may be a good way of just throwing him straight into Tonga and let's see how he, if he sinks or swims. But it may just be an introduction to the um, introduction to the uh, uh, to the squad and to training and just see how he gets along. And you might find that Tony then will throw maybe one or two newbies in, like Thompson. Um, but you might find that he'll hold back. Uh, you just don't know because Mark well, Bennett's in don't... there, you know. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, even you've got Rufus McLean, Jack Blaine, Cole Forbes. I mean, Rufus McLean's another one that you'd be excited to see in a Scotland shirt, but like Ross Thompson. But it's whether 
is he going to roll the dice and go full Tony Tom, Tony Tombola against Tonga and just throw all the young lads on and say, you know, say, look, we've not had a summer tour. Here's your chance. Go and roll the dice against Tonga and see how you get on, lads. Or does he mix it up? It'd be interesting to see which way he goes with it. You see, this may be this may be the team that um, this may be the team that, that that we're going to get thrown about, you know, or, or get the chance to to throw the ball about um, in in the uh, the summer tour that never got the chance. Um, yeah. So you know, maybe I actually you might find I, I, if 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 I had the opportunity to go many advice, I would probably say put a couple of stalwarts in there and then put some. Quite a lot of uncut players in there to to give them game time and, and see how they survive to, you know, against an international team. Because if we get a bloody nose against Tonga, you know, it's a it's a it's a win win for Tuni because you can say, well, I was trying all the young lads, uh, and I was giving them game time, or you can turn around and say, well, look, see, the young lads are coming through, and we're going to, you know, they're, they're incredibly strong against Tonga. You just, yeah. you know, and I think I think that like, I think you're right. I think if we hadn't had the if we'd had the summer tour. I don't think he rolls the dice. I think he kind of builds for the autumn, I think, because we haven't had the summer tour. There's been a missed opportunity for these guys to get games. I think yeah. the Tonga, the team that will go out against Tonga, I'm going to say will be unrecognisable from the team that goes out for the next three tests. I might be wrong, but I, but that's that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, well, you see, I, you know... I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. You know, there's some some fantastic players in there, um, but he may be he may put a pack together that he that he thinks is going to be one. Of, you know, if you look at, for example, you you know you've got George Turner, you've got Xander Fagerson, and if, and hopefully you'll have um, uh, uh, the great Schumann in there. So there's your front row, and that's a okay. If Suz comes back and and, and Suz is on form, then he's obviously going to take the loose head spot. I would think in the autumn test, but you know it's a that's a good front. That's a that's a, a good quality front row there. Um, yeah. to start off. My, with, so as my, my only thought is that whether Price and Ferguson start because we'll start because that the they're available for this game, the next Glasgow URC game, and that's the first game back. So to 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 not give them game time against Tonga is probably going to be fatal going into the rest of the test. Those are the two I think established players that, like, whether or not they come on, I don't know, but they they will need to play against Tonga just because they've had so long out after the Lions. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, I think they will play. I think, um, but then you've got the other figures and brother who um, you know are they going to maybe hold them back a little bit because he's 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 just back from injury. Oh, you can roll just as you say. You roll the dice, you know. I know, and you got you know again. They got Rory Dodge again, a phenomenal performance at the weekend for Glasgow. You just think he's he's got to you kind of think he's one of those you've got to start against Tonga, but do you know? I, yeah, I, I see Dodge start. I don't think you'll see Dylan Hutchison. Um, he'll come and train the squad, um, and he's a future. He's a he's a future um, back row. But I I think you'll probably see. Um, you know, Darge must come in. I would, uh, you know, because uh, you've also got Hamish Watson there. You know, you probably find that Hamish Watson will, uh, is going to at least be on the bench because he's not played for for some time. You know, yeah. If we could go back to playing two full out and out sevens, just to matter. That's my that's my dream right there. That was yeah. I, yeah. I totally agree with you. The, the problem you have is the is the fact that that, that now you've got a six joke five or four. 
Um, you've got these players that are coming through that are hybrids between between locks and, and, and sixes. Um, it gives so much ability to pack the bench um, or to um, to have the ability to move people around in the pack that that I don't see that changing very quickly. You know? Yeah. Um, Marshall Sykes then, I mean, you please see him coming into the squad because he's done come through in Edinburgh this year and yeah, I, I, I would, I, you know, I, where, where I, it, it, it's the same. You know, obviously he's not in there, but um, I like the cut of Marshall Sykes. He's got a little bit of bite to him. Um, I think the same with, for example, uh, Luke Crosby as well. They've got a men's school forward. Um, I think Grant Gilchrist has been a very good for for Scott Rugby at the times where we needed, you know, we didn't have. Or, or, you know, we needed second rows, etc. At the time, but I think um, Marshall Sykes and um, uh, had that stronger going forward. Um, sort of, uh, how can I put it? He's, he's far stronger in the go forward than I feel that Grant Gilchrist is. Grant Gilchrist is a good operator in the line out, but Marshall Sykes has just got that kind of edge, um, and uh, I think uh, I think he'll do well. He's maybe one that's done well out of Scott. Cummins being injured. Yes, yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that. Um, you know, but on the other side of things, you know, you put, you've got, you've got quite a, quite a, quite a, a good running lock in Scott Cummings, and if you can bring in a new, a young guy that's coming in, that's a little bit more um, old school. Um, sort of a lock forward who's going to come through and and be a ball carrier rather than a, a fancy feet. You know, you know, running fantastic lines like Cummings does, but will go forward in the contact area. I think you've, um, you know, that's a great hybrid. But, you know, it's a good, it's a good four and five compromise. Yeah, yeah, and then Rob Parley in uh, just to terrify everybody in training, presumably. Yeah, um, you know, no disrespect to Rob Harley because he is a phenomenal servant for Scottish rugby and for Glasgow. But um, I, I, we obviously, I think you may find that he's the one that's taken up the. Uh, he's there just just as backup for the on the lock side of things as well. You know? I think he's he's been in the last few Scotland squads, and I just I think my theory is he's just there to batter everybody into training <laughs> so that nobody <laughs> and just chase chase people around the paddock. Just to keep everyone on their toes. Well, the thing is, you, you know, if you if you look down the list, um, there's there's a there's an awful lot of um, people who have been capped that are in single figures. There's a lot of a lot of uncapped players, um, and there's a lot of players who have been capped maybe once or twice that are unproven really. Um, and having someone like uh, Rob Harley, having Mark Bennett in there, having Hamish Watson, having. Um, uh, Xander there to just keep them honest and make them yeah. realise you know they've got to work hard at training and they've got you know they're not going to get away with just going easy go lightly at training you know the, these guys will keep them right and uh, it'll be interesting just as you say I tell you what I wouldn't want to meet Rob Harley on a, on a rugby field that's <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I very briefly want to make, mention Dylan Richardson just because here we are yet again with the same old. Dull, boring. Who's he? Fine. Yeah. I don't mind people who don't know who he is, but when it's followed up by, I, you know, and this is former Scottish pros, one of whom said, I don't like it. You don't hear many people speaking Scots in the Scottish changing room these days. And I thought, and as 
AP Cronje, the South African rugby writer, pointed out he speaks English. Well, yeah. you know, he might speak it with a different accent, but you know what? What is that? The if that's the criteria we're setting for our team, that everybody has to have an accent. If that, then we're going to very it's, shortly run out of players in Scotland. It really, I'm, I'm, you know, if you look at the Scotland squad through time, um, and you just need to look at Sean Lennon, um, you need to look at uh, Dan Parks. You know, you need to look at these players who have come through the Scotland system. Um, there's uh, Sean Maitland. There's Hugh Jones. These people that would absolutely tear their arm off to get a photo or an autograph. And, a, you know, Hugh Jones was the saviour of Scottish rugby. And now, you know, who doesn't know that Dylan is going to be the new saviour of Scottish rugby? You don't know that. The guy's got a Scottish dad. He's perfectly capable and perfectly, um, what's the word, um, uh, qualified to play for Scotland. Why not? Why not? And we are obviously being having having um, South African teams in the URC. Um, we're going to see a lot more of them, and he's going to be playing on our shores. Why? 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 Why is the you know the who are we have got players already in the squad that that have a different accent? Yeah, Doesn't and I knew that. You know, I was thinking today. Look at John Hardy and the Ferrari when he went walked straight in the Scotland World Cups Cup squad. And you look at John Hardy now. Now, given everything that happened to him in Embra, yeah. and the you know I, he he didn't get back into the Scotland team after that, had moved around a little bit, ended up at Newcastle Falcons. He would have been within his rights to pack up his bags and fly back mm-hmm. to make a life for himself back in New Zealand. He obviously misses you know you see on his Instagram he misses New Zealand, misses his family out there. Yeah, but he hasn't. He's moved back up to Embra. Admittedly, I think his partner's you know works up there, and is, is, is she's from Embra, but. He's now back in Scottish rugby as a coach. Yeah. So, you know, there's these a lot of these guys, like Sean Lanine, like you said, you know, Sean Lanine has given back and then some to Scottish rugby. Absolutely. These guys come over and there's not, yes, there's the odd one, but there's the odd one any country in the world you could look, there's the odd one that kind of comes as a fly by night and then disappears into the night. But the majority of these guys come up. They, you know, they, they put in the blood, the sweat, and the tears, and then some, and then they continue to contribute to Scottish rugby in the longer term, yeah. and and more so than a lot of the people that then moan that they're being selected in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, so, uh, as, yeah, you're bang on with that. Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk very quickly about the Super Six because um, we've got Super Six finals weekend um, coming up. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, should we just talk about air for a moment? Yeah. All frills and no knickers is what I've got written down. <laughs> that to be given the form, I mean what's let's you know fair play to Watsonians, they played phenomenal rugby yeah, against really Air. Did. Yeah. But Air weren't just poor, they just didn't show up. No, no. They really didn't. They were falling off tackles. Their, you know, the the their defense wasn't wasn't fabulous. Um, you know, uh, Watsonians just, I don't know what, I don't know what it was with Watsonians though, because Watsonians, they, they, they just took the game on, um, and just went for it. And now I don't know whether, whether it was too much pressure for them or, you know, during the the season, 
you know, it's a short season. Has, has the pressure got to them or if they'd had problems or what, what it was? But they just looked, it was a night and day situation. And Ayr really, whether Ayr are resting players or I know that they've got a few injuries and they're, they're struggling for players, etc. So I, I don't know if they were just... I think the, the struggling for players thing is an interesting one because I've noticed the last couple of weeks now that some of the players that they've been playing for Ayr with the grace of respect to them don't look in the condition... Uh, the same condition as the rest of the squad, yeah. and and that would be the worry for me for them is that they, the first team, the first squad is in good nick, but then a run of injuries and the the, the standard of the guys that calling up just isn't up to to the, the super six standard. I mean, the fact they emptied their bench at half time and brought on the young lads, yeah, who who did far better. I mean, I know I think it was still like seven tries to two, but yeah. You know, you, you saw Christian Townsend come on and, and score a good try, and at least have a have a bit more of a go, and, and they looked a little bit more organised in the second half. Um, but unless yeah. un, unless they were saving them, you know, maybe they put well, them on the bench to save them, you know. Yeah, there, there's that as well. But they just they just didn't look organised at all. They just looked like they completely switched off. They looked like they were they had their minds on next weekend compared yeah. to Southern Knights. Who just ma, ma, Cammy. Ma, 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 ma. They took ma, their ma. They did not back off one bit. No. They were uh, they were absolutely fantastic. Like it was like the T two thousand chasing after the car in Terminator two. Yeah, just absolutely relentless. Everything just running through things, and yeah, I mean, the, 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 the mall and set pieces just looking fabulous. Yeah. Um, and if uh, you know, if Air have had a great set piece of Mall, um, and uh, it'll be an interesting one this weekend. It'll be a, a real clash of the, four, the front, you know, the, the packs. You know, the the one thing I thought was Southern Knights, Mama, is that a couple of times <laughs> there was a couple of times they just needed to give the extra pass. There yes, was a couple of times they took it into contact just at the try line, and I thought there's there's a guy on your shoulder there. If yeah. you pop it, he's in, yeah. and. Yeah, you know, eventually they got round to scoring a couple of minutes later after a couple of more phases, but against better opposition, just just make the extra pass, even if it's on the try line, mm-hmm. because if you're making the pass on the try, if you're going to be tackled just at the try line, but you can make the extra pass, the guy's already over. Yeah, by the time you've sucked in the defenders, so that that's the only kind of criticism I think that I, that I have of Southern Knights. That other, and, I, and I can't I can't fault them for what happened at the end because. That was a mate. What Sterling did to score that last try was just—I think that—that's exactly the kind of cheek that you like to see when you're what thirty-six nil down with the clock gone. <laughs> is to is to is to kind of throw a fake line out to yourself so the, so the defense overshoots, then throw yeah. it to yourself, and then almost score a, score the try on your own. I mean, that was just absolutely that's glorious. That's and also, of, but they also got a you know if if if. If the guy I've forgotten who it was, but if he hadn't, if the 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 guy that went over the line previously about you know uh, five or ten minutes earlier, um, when he when he dropped it, you know he, he knocked the ball on as he as he dove over the line, you know if if that hadn't happened, then you know they were they were making not I'm not going to say they were going to win the match, but they were coming back. Yeah, you know it's two uh, there's two tries instead they get two consolation yeah. tries instead of one yeah and all of a sudden yeah. 36 14 looks is a bit of a different score to 36 7 or 36 yeah. nil so yeah um Harriet's Muir, all I the only thing I wanted to just say about there's a couple of things one is why is there a zebra there that can that that confused me 
That's in my notes as well. That just, I just saw zero. And then I realised it's for, for one of their major sponsors. But it probably is, but it just, I was watching, the thing is I was watching it and I was making my notes while I was watching it and then I just went, is that a zebra? <laughs> and, there was, and then I looked again and there was a small child stroking the zebra. It's not real zebra, but it looked like it looks very odd. There was a small it child really, stroking it. It really did look, uh, maybe uh, maybe it's the quality of the Vaseline that's on uh, Premier Sports' lens, but uh, lenses, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I double checked Double took it and went. That's a zebra. And then, um, uh, and then I thought to myself, "What if someone like goes over the line too quickly and hits that? That could be quite hard to hit. You know, that be that will take someone's eye out." But then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then I, I just that's listen. I, more power to having animals at the side. You know, no, fake animals what, at the side. I mean, it threw me, I think, because I'd already kind of like looked at Harriet Stadium and just thought that it just looks like something from the Soviet bloc. I think it's that thing because the stand's built on top of the clubhouse. Yeah. Just this wall of concrete with windows in. And then there was a zebra, which threw me. (laughs) I've been in those changing rooms and they're, uh, they, you know, yeah, you, you. the, um, it's a it's a good old school uh, changing room in that uh, yeah. in that block in there. So, uh, but yeah, that was I've got to say, um, you know, Harriet's were they just didn't really what's the word? They they, they had no cares. They uh, they mm. they were intercepting um, tries and inter- intercepting balls and and scoring from from their own twenty two all the way up to you know that uh, try. Not, that, that try and it's on to them. Look, I think I think I retweeted it on the. Uh, podcast Twitter, um, I think it's a fourth try. That was yeah. judged to be the second best try of the weekend, which is an absolute travesty because the one that won the the Watsonians one, it was a good try, but it yeah. wasn't any. It didn't have all the elements that the Harriet <laughs> one had, which is an intercept within the twenty-two, then a pop-up off offload, yeah, and then a cross-field chip. And what yeah. to me made it better than the Watsonians one is the Harriers player looks up, sees the crossfield chip is on, and then kicks it. Whereas the Watsonians one was a kick to nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is makes the Harriers try. That's just yeah. I'm, I'm still furious on on Harriers' behalf that that didn't get fired around because <laughs> it was it was beautiful. beautiful. It was, uh, and that's just, you know that was the second intercept that they had, intercept yeah. try, um, and also you know the Harriers forwards back looked fantastic as well. You know they, looked, they were out out, out for a. I think know, look, you uh, know next next season, I think the competition is only going to get tighter. Because yeah. I think Harrington Watsonians have really come into it. I think Borough Muir have tightened things up a lot. I think Stirling have tried to find the format. I still think you know the the, the Southern Nats and 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 yeah, Ayrshire Bulls nah. are still are, are still going to be the ones to beat next season. And yeah. and yeah. rightly both of them are there in the final weekend. Yeah. But it it's the, the standard of competition has been excellent. Everybody's yeah. beaten everybody. Pretty, nobody's unbeaten. Yeah. It's you know we've said there's, there's issues with defence, but the attack's been really good. Is it the high, the, the really good high quality standard of rugby? Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the rugby, and 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 to go back to a point, I think it was John that made. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's been great to be able to watch it, and I think um, you know we talk about it. You know, we talk about the the how game and how we're we're really um, uh, lucky uh, to to. All of a sudden, stumble across uh, Borders TV, who you know, the, the, who had who had filmed it. It's been great to have 
the rugby at the you know Super Six at the time it came came along because it's had an a, an audience that hasn't you know it's had you know a good three weeks without without any anyone competing for the the audience. So we've actually you can go and seek out the rugby, and also just grassroots rugby. You know, okay, they're semi professional, but we've got to see the refs reffing properly. There's no no water boys on shouting at them to fold. You know, it was just fantastic. And yeah. I think I've got my money on the Knights, uh, the, nah, nah, the Southern Knights. Man, I think they've got a good chance of taking it this weekend. They have. Let's say the only thing would be if they've, if, 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 if they have, have kind of kept the kept the cards close to their chest. But we will see yeah, how that works we out. We'll see. be back back next week to see how that pans out. Listen to all our lovely normal listeners. We're going to bid you farewell uh for, for for this week we'll be back next week uh we'll have a we'll start be talking about building up to the autumn test we'll we'll talk about the urc in more detail next week we kind of the, the scotland squad announcement happened today and we kind of we've parked the urc for this week um i've yeah. saved I've, I've spared craig from having to talk about a draw with the storm yeah yeah, yeah no we might come, well no it's uh, well all i can see is um you know both both teams had a fantastic game this week uh, last weekend um and we all were having a wee giggle up our sleeve about the South African teams thinking, what have they done? They've come up here and they think they're going to dominate and they're going to be rubbish. Now, um, wow, those Stormers those Stormers boys can defend. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, there were yeah. some big collisions on the weekend. Absolutely. So, yes. So we're going to say goodbye now to our normal listeners. Join us next week. If you are watching on the Patreon um, YouTube or Facebook page, then hang around. We're going to have a quick comfort break, uh, Craig and I, and then we'll be back to uh, to do our podcast extra. But for the moment, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Craig. Bye, all.